Hello, and welcome to episode two of Sounds From My Drawers, a look back at almost 30 years of music fandom and random taste. I'm Jeremy Myers, former major label newsletter writer, professional podcaster gone amateur, choice of a new generation. Each week I will dive into my collection of music for some albums that mean a lot to me, share the hopefully interesting story of how they came to be in my position and in my musical consciousness, and then share a song from the album that maybe you haven't heard. That's how the game is played, folks. And now on to episode... Yeah. My first pick this week from, oh, I don't know, let's call it the 70s classic rock drawer, is David Bowie's 1972 album, The Man Who Sold the World. Yes, you Gen X people, it was not Kurt Cobain who wrote that song. Uh, but of course, I'm not going to play that song because you all know it already. Bowie seems like it would be an easy choice, but this album is weird. I mean, trippy, acidy, Mick Ronson-y, all kinds of nuts. There's a lot of hallucinogenic effects and strange uh, lyrical visualizations and delusions of grandeur and all kinds of great stuff. This album was actually given to me as a present in like second grade as a as a birthday present from somebody who obviously didn't know what they were giving me, uh, and began a lifelong fandom of, uh, I guess we could call him the Thin White Duke, that's not too pretentious. But yeah, do take a listen to this song, Save Your Machine, uh, about machines, I guess, that are supposed to save us all. Um, who can tell with early Bowie? This album, really do check it out, it's 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 very strange, uh, and also hard to go wrong with McMonson's guitar work. So here we are, uh, save your machine. President Joe once had a dream. The world held his hand, gave their pledge, so he told them his scheme for a savior machine. Called it the prayer, its answer was law. Its logic stopped war, gave them food, how they adored till it cried in its boredom. Your life is not a savior machine. 
logic says burn So send me your wire Your mind's too green I despise all I've seen You can't stake your lives On a savior machine actually one of the more lyrically straightforward of the songs good times think he was doing some drugs maybe i don't know Alrighty. next up dream theater yeah progressive metal we know you love it uh this is actually a rock heavy show i hadn't noticed that until just now but who doesn't want to rock in early september uh anyway Dream Theater's Awake album, I uh, actually first heard as a music bed under a Howard Stern live read. That's probably going to be the most random first heard story you'll hear in the next 27 episodes, but don't put money on it. Dream Theater were, at the time of this album's creation, um, a set of Berkeley School of Music grads, uh, so real musician nerds with really freakishly good chops on their individual instruments, um, playing progressive metal, uh, which tends to be a little more uh, bombastic and maybe have some orchestral stuff in there. Um, Less cheesy than you think sometimes. This was actually their album after their breakout Images and Words, which uh, got some MTV play in a way that metal bands tended not to. Um, so to follow it up, they of course did an album with a bunch of eight-minute songs with a bunch of solos on it. This particular song, Lifting Shadows Off a Dream, is one of those songs that you just can't help singing along to. Really, give it a shot. I dare ya. Anyway, Lifting Shadows Off a Dream on Sounds From My Drawers, Episode 2.
Yeah, sorry in advance for getting that stuff in your head. So, two rock songs. Awaken Dignity. No, I guess not. Um, so, just when you thought, uh, I'm going to zig, I zag. Let's do something totally different. Let's talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was in a movie called The Fabulous Baker Boys, and if you haven't seen it, you're a moron, and you should see it because it's really good, and it's got both Jeff and Bill Bridges in a semi-autobiographical role. Um, they play washed-up jazz pianists, um, and it's really worth watching. Also, notably for Michelle Pfeiffer's slinking around on a piano, singing Making Whippy, which is not about the behind-the-scenes antics of Ghost, contrary to popular belief. But the song that actually stands out for me in terms of her performance uh, and her singing, which is actually not not bad at all, uh, is her version of My Funny Valentine, which we're going to end with because it's September uh, and Valentine's is in the air. So from the Fabulous Baker Boy soundtrack, Shell Pfeiffer, My Funny Valentine.
And that's going to do it for episode two. Thank you for taking this trip through my drawers. It sounds dirty, but it's not. Um, feedback, please give me feedback. I would love to hear feedback. I'm just kind of starting up podcasting it again, and and um, your thoughts would help, so I'm not just shouting into the dark. Uh, shouting into the dark with a couple other people. Uh, at Jeremy Myers on Twitter. Uh, DeeperContext.com is the website for the moment. There's a contact me form should you feel like submitting something more long form. Uh, essays, music, cash. Sure, I'll take it. Uh, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. And by we, I mean I. Bye! <laughs>